1: The only shelter from the coming storm.
2: I learned a long time ago that there are no coincidences, that things happen because somebody is moving in the background or some ones. It's not by accident that we find ourselves today with an impossible inflation. It's not by accident today that President Trump was under attack by the Justice Department that has been weaponized against Christians and conservatives. It's not by accident that these things happen in the government. They are planned. It's not by accident that we are ready to face a great reset. It was planned long ago in the courts of heaven when the horses of the apocalypse were created in the mind of God and were sent now to gallop across the world. It's not by accident that the beast power is rising now. You and I have a front row seat. We see the spirit of Antichrist working in our federal government today. We see the one world government, spirit of darkness bringing to pass what is necessary for the antichrist to arise and for jesus to come it all has a purpose now i may not understand and usually don't the purpose until afterward as i look back i can begin to identify very specific things that yes There are no coincidences. God is in charge, and he allows the devil much leeway right now, leading up to the seven years of tribulation. I've been talking with you this week about Gideon. I want to go further in that story because there are some lessons we need to understand You're listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. If you don't already know this, if you're new to this YouTube channel or you're new to the radio broadcast, I have only one agenda. It is not a political one in the sense of earthly politics. It is very political because it is the coming of Jesus Christ as the king and as the ruler over all of humanity. He is the Lord. And he is coming to take his rightful place as the king of kings and lord of lords, and he will rule over this earth. It is very political in that sense. Now let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come today to humbly ask that we be able to put away all foolishness, all trifling, all bitterness, all anger. That we be able to come and simply look at your word and understand what it means and live out in righteousness the life you have called us to live coming out of the world and touching no unclean thing that you would receive us. Lord, thank you. May we today understand the depths and necessity of absolutely by your precious blood, Jesus, being purified and made clean. I pray in your holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. That is, they gave themselves to every sexual perversion. They gave themselves to every financial financial cheating and bribing. The same thing is happening today in America. America is giving itself to every perversion of the flesh. Bribing, lying, stealing, cheating, cowards, every unclean thing is rising, even as it did in the Roman Empire. This has always been the case. An empire lasts for what, maybe 250 years? We've pushed just past that. And America is now falling. I don't believe there will be an America within just a short period of time. America will be over. Why? Wickedness and corruption, bitterness and anger, revenge. The civility of America is gone. We live in a new day of utter darkness. It's not the Republicans, and it's not the Democrats. It's both. One bird flying with two wings. Yes, there are some righteous people in, the, in both parties. I'm not here to boost any political party. I'm here to say clearly to you, There is one party I am interested in, and that is the party of grace, the party of heaven, the party of Jesus Christ. He will be the final judge and ruler. So the children of Israel have done evil in the eyes of the Lord, giving themselves to idols. And so the Lord finally tires of their wickedness, And he gives them into the hands of the Midianites, an eastern people who come to plunder and destroy. And the Israelites finally in such agony of heart because they're living in the mountains, they're living in caves, they can't go home, they're trying to eke out a bare existence, but many are now beginning to starve. The Israelites... It says in chapter 6 of Judges, verse 7, the Israelites cried to the Lord. That word cried is literally they shrieked to the Lord. They screamed to the Lord in agony, in despair. The Lord sent a prophet to tell them why it was happening because of their wickedness. That's why it's happening in America today. God's judgments are now beginning to be poured out on this nation. We'll see those judgments in horrific storms, in drought, lakes drying up, people losing their homes. We're going to see utter lawlessness. We're going to see the breakdown of our society. All of this happened to the children of Israel because they were worshipping their idols. Now Gideon is called by God to defeat the Midianites. But he, of course, cannot do it He goes through a process, and we've spoken of that this week. If you've not listened, please go back and listen to those messages. But Gideon, finally, with 300 men against tens of thousands, takes up a pitcher with a torch hidden inside and a trumpet. And the 300 men, broken up into three companies, as strategic points around the camp of Midian crash down their, their pitchers. The sound of breaking pottery and glass. Then the blowing of the trumpets and the shouting and the lifting high of the torches. Each man holding his position and all of the Midianites run, crying out as they flee and tear. I wonder if God didn't boost the sound. I don't know. But it says in chapter seven, verse 21 of Judges, while each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran crying out out of their camp. And when the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. And so they began to kill each other. Now all of the children of Israel, the warriors are called to chase the Midianites as they try to flee. And thousands of them of the Midianites are cut down, and are destroyed. Now, I want to today speak with you about, about Gideon's heart. He shows us a part of what every man's heart is. A great idol was torn down, the altar to Baal and the Asherah pole. Baal was the chief god of the Canaanites, the god of prosperity, the god of money. They cast it down. There was immediate pushback as the men of the village demand Gideon's death. His father steps up and says, no. No. But then he builds an altar to God, a proper altar, up where everyone can see it. So the first thing he does is cast down the idol and then worship God in front of everyone. But now I want to show you something else. It is so subtle. Some of the people are bitterly angry, the Ephraimites, because they were not summoned to this battle until late. And I want to read something for you. So all the men of Ephraim were called out. They took the waters of the Jordan. They captured the two Midianite kings Orb and Zeb, they killed him. And then they came to Gideon. Why have you treated us like this? Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they criticized him sharply. But he answered them, What have I accomplished compared to you? Aren't the gleanings of Ephraim grapes better than the full grape harvest? Wait a minute. There's a problem. He takes no credit, but he also gives God no credit. It just happened. Look, you Ephraimites, you were able to kill two of the kings. I I couldn't do that. I I couldn't do anything. He gives the Lord God of heaven no credit. He doesn't tell them the story. He doesn't tell them how it came to pass. Gideon and his 300 men are exhausted. They leave the Ephraimites. They continue across the Jordan River, pursuing the Midianites. And they come to Sukkoth. And there they say to the men of this town of Israel Give my troops some bread. They're worn out. I'm still pursuing Ziba and Zalnyalem, the kings of Midian. And the officials of Sukkoth refuse to give them any bread. And Gideon replies, Just for that, when the Lord has given me these two kings, I will tear your flesh with desert thorns and briars. Revenge, anger. Look what I'm going to do to you. I heard one person say if you're an American, today is the day to pray, to prepare, and to be peaceful. Not to try to take revenge, but to pray, to prepare, put some food away, be able to take care of your family, pray, prepare, and be peaceful. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. But Gideon is filled with rage. Wait a minute. Hasn't God given him this great victory? But now he wants to take revenge on some of his own people. He goes up to another town. He asks them for bread. They also turn him down. And he says, when I return in triumph, I'm going to tear down your town, your tower. I'm going to destroy you. Well, they forge on. There are about fifteen thousand men left in the army before they had a hundred and twenty thousand swordsmen. Only fifteen thousand remain. Gideon's band is only three hundred. But they're chasing the fifteen thousand. In other words, God is still marvelously working on their behalf. But Gideon's heart is concerned about his belly. He's concerned about revenge. He's concerned about punishing people because they don't cooperate with him. I want you to see today that it's out of revenge, out of anger, out of bitterness. That we set up new gods, new idols. So he has torn down his father's idol, the the Baal idol, But now he's in the process of moving toward setting up another idol that will result in the destruction of his sons. So Gideon returns from the battle. He catches a young man of Sukkoth and he questions him. And the young man writes down for him all the names of the 77 officials the elders of that town. Gideon comes with his 300 men after defeating the Midianites thoroughly, 15,000. He defeats them. An incredible miracle of God. And now he comes to this town and he whips these these 77 men Many of them, I'm sure, were old men. He whips them with desert thorns and briars. Can you imagine? And then he goes to Pinal and he kills, he executes all of the men of the town. Now, there is such an underlying righteousness in Gideon. And I have no doubt that Gideon eventually saw the error of his way because he's mentioned in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, as one who will be in the heaven above. But let me just read this to you. The Israelites said to Gideon, verse 22, this is, Judges 8, verse 22. Rule over us, you and your son and your grandson, because you have saved us out of the hand of Midian. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. He was right on. But there was something in Gideon's heart that I don't understand. And it led to the destruction of his family. It led to establishing another idol. And that's why today I've asked the question, can we ever decide to just tear down our idols and get clean by the blood of Jesus before our, our awesome God? Can we ever let go of the flesh And say, Enough of this, enough of revenge, enough of anger, enough of killing. He says, The Lord will rule over you. And he said, I do have I do have one request that each of you give me an earring from your share of the plunder. It was the custom of the Ishmaelites. To wear gold earrings. So when they would kill someone. They would tear off his golden earring. They answered we'll be, glad, we'll be glad to give that to you. So they spread out a garment. And each man came by and threw a ring. From his plunder. into Onto that garment. The weight of the gold rings. Came to 1700 shekels. That is about 43 pounds of gold. 43 pounds. He has the purple garments worn by the king of Midian, the chains that were on their camel's necks. And Gideon made the gold into an ephod. He made the gold into an ephod. That is something you would come to, to pray, to ask God for direction. But the Lord God did not instruct him to make a gold ephod. The priests already carried an ephod, and it was not made of gold. So he placed this in his town, in a public display. Now listen all Israel prostituted themselves by worshiping it there. And it became a snare to Gideon and his family. Do you hear this? He makes a gold ephod out of 43 pounds of gold. And the other decorative items that he took from the necks of the camel and from the Ishmaelites. And it became a a god. It became a false idol. Now he saw that Israel had been defeated because of their worship of the Canaanite God. He had seen the mighty hand of God move in his behalf. He had watched as the Lord took 300 men and almost totally annihilated an army of 122,000 men. He and his 300 men went against a huge army compared to them of 15,000 men, and they were defeated by 300 men. But now he asks for gold to make an ephod. The Lord didn't ask him to do that. The Lord did not direct him to do that. He chose to do that out of his own heart. Oh, he was right. The Lord will rule over you. And here's an idol that will help you as you go to your God. What foolishness. And yet it's exactly what we've done in the church today. We've made our buildings our place of worship. We've, we've made them objects of worship. We've made the entertainment and the and the easy believism. We too have created religious idols. We've made idols of great preachers. We don't need to read the scriptures. We can go listen to our favorite preacher and not read and not pray and not cry out to God. It became a snare to Gideon and his family. Now the Midianites had been utterly subdued and defeated and for 40 years the land enjoyed peace while Gideon married many women he was evidently had become very wealthy through this war and through all the booty that was taken he became very wealthy and he had 70 sons with all of the wives that he married he had many wives. Moses warned them not to take many wives, but Gideon disobeyed the word of God and he produced, I don't know how in the world he could produce 70 sons, but he did. And he had a a concubine that is supposedly a servant in the house, who also had sexual rights. And she bore him a son. His name was Abimelech. Gideon dies. He's buried in the tomb of his father. And no sooner had Gideon died... Then the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up another altar to Baal. They did not remember the Lord their God. They forgot about their misery and their hard times. Now Abimelech was an ambitious young man. He went to Shechem. And he convinced them that it would be better if he ruled over them. That they didn't need to listen to the 70 sons of, of Gideon. And they agreed. They gave him 70 shekels, that is about one and three quarters pound of silver, from the temple of Baal. In other words, the idol is now financing the politics of Israel. Sound familiar? Well, the story of Abimelech is a sad one. God brings fire between he and Shechem because Abimelech murders on a stone he put to death all 70 of the sons of Gideon. So Gideon's family is utterly destroyed. Why? Because he set up a golden ephod and he began leading Israel astray once more as they would go and worship at that golden ephod. And finally they said, why are we worshiping at this golden ephod? Let's just go get the Canaanite god Baal. And so they did. I guess what I want to say to you today How is it possible for us to be so self-assured, so confident, so casual? As America is literally melting down, as America is literally being destroyed by wicked men, it is being torn asunder. And the church has nothing to say about it. The lead pastors have nothing to say about it I do but I'm not anybody I just see the wickedness that has that has come upon America as we have stubbornly gone to our idols the church has gone to its idols it is apostate across this country It has nothing to say. It has no moral standing in the nation. It cannot speak of righteousness because it is unrighteous in itself. So the idols rise up in America. The idol of self. The idol of entertainment. The idol of eating and being fat and overfed, the idol of every unclean thing, of every sexual impurity, of pornography, prostitution, strip clubs, massage parlors, Every unclean thing, gay and homosexual men and women, we're watching as America crashes. And the church has nothing to say to America because it's undone. Its concern is how do I get the money to finish building my great monument to myself? How much brush can we pile together to make a great fire so that everybody will say, look, there's somebody. God's over there. No, he's not. It breaks my heart. I know there's only one answer. And that was the answer I gave you yesterday. Therefore, come out from them and be separate. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And so I have to stop today and ask you, do you see if you continue to walk in wickedness before God, You will destroy your children. You will destroy your family. Things happen for a reason. Things happen because we make choices and decisions. And they don't seem like very important decisions. Oh, I can watch what I want to watch. I can go where I want to go. I'm free. I can do whatever I want to do. No, you're not. You either walk in the darkness of this age or you walk in the light of the cross of Jesus Christ. There is no in-between place. And the storm is upon us. I listened to one well-known commentator this morning. He said, we have crossed the Rubicon. America is finished. Now it's no longer simply an issue of how you choose to live or not live. It's a whole nation that is going to be swept away in judgment. It's the church that is going to be placed in a position where it will have to cry out to God With tears and repentance, all self-satisfaction is going to be stripped away from the American church. Judgment from God is coming heavy upon this land, and you are not going to be secretly raptured out before that coming of judgment upon the church. If God were to secretly rapture today the Christians, no one would Probably even notice that anybody was gone. Maybe one here or there. Because most Christians in America are not yet washed in the blood. Not clean. Still doing things and lusting after things. Still turning away from his direction. Still not praying. I want you to really hear. Prayer is the breath of the soul. we need to come into a place where we no longer touch anything unclean god will receive us if we will cast off and cast out the idols of our heart but we're not even aware of what the idols are because we're so accustomed this is this is america this is this is how we roll in america we go to the sporting events we go to the shows we go do this and we go do that utterly against the Lord God of heaven. Some of you are probably planning trips to Disneyland or Disney World in spite of the utter wickedness of that corporation and the way they have turned against family values and Christian values. Some of you are still going to movies that are filled with violence and evil and every unclean thing. Do you see? Our goal must be to please the Lord Jesus Christ and not our flesh. Gideon walks in victory against the Midianites. And then bitterness rises up in his soul and anger because people won't give him his due respect. So he becomes revengeful and angry. And then he creates an idol and leads all of Israel astray and opens the door once more for them. After his death, to go back into Baal worship. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, the scriptures say since we have these promises, what promises? The promises that God will receive you, that He'll be a father to you, that we will be His sons and daughters. We have these promises. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Would you turn today from all your idols? Would you pray and ask Jesus to identify what those idols are? I know some of you have been prompted by the Holy Spirit to cast some of these idols out of your life and out of your home, out of your car. For some of you, your radio and your music, those are idols. Why do I say that? Because they salve your soul. They they cause you to be comfortable in the midst of your being distant from God. The Lord told me, turn the radio off in the car. Turn it off. Don't always play that music. Don't always listen. Listen to the voice of God. Be in his presence. Pray. Earnestly seek his face. Do you understand? The American life, as you and I know it, is over. It's crashing. There will be a great financial reset. This fiat currency that comes through the Keynesian policies. It's, it's corrupt. It's going to blow. It's going to be wiped out. America is being brought into a one-world government system. My question to you today is, are you aware of what's happening? It's not by chance. It's not by coincidence. It's a planned agenda by the devil, and the Lord God is letting him work out his agenda until finally the Antichrist will rule over the entire earth for three and a half years. And then Jesus will come and destroy him with the breath of his mouth. And he will restore righteousness to our land. What would it mean for you today if you were to make a decision to purify yourself from all uncleanness? What would that mean to you? Would it mean the sexual immorality that is constantly coming into your mind and your heart? Would it mean the anger and the rage that has built up in your soul? Some of you have been sorely mistreated, and you're angry about that. I understand. But the Lord calls us to forgive and to love our enemies. That's why I said this one person who said, Pray, prepare, be peaceful. In other words, be righteous. Trust the Lord Jesus as we walk through this time. Don't establish another idol for yourself. And this is the pattern of Israel throughout all of the book of Judges, through their whole history, is that they would get clean before God. But there would be one area where it would not be clean. And that one area would then lead them back into the worship of the Canaanite God of prosperity. Some of you are worshiping today at the idol of prosperity. And preachers, you've taught the people this. You've said, plant your seed with me. And you will gain a hundredfold reward. I want to say to you, preacher, go plant your seed with some poor person and see if they get a hundredfold return for you. No, it's just wickedness. It's just wickedness. Strategies of human flesh lead to idols that satisfy the heart and cause us to be deceived And miss the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I am jealous today for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And I call upon you today. Just tear down your idols. Get clean and holy before a mighty God. For he is coming in the clouds of glory. This thing is almost over. You hear my heart. I implore you, on Christ's behalf, get right with God. Tear down the idols. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your mercy today. I ask almighty God that you would come in such awesome power bringing conviction bringing the gift of conviction to the heart of every man and every woman who has been listening to this broadcast today
0: 5 minutes
2: lord would you come in mighty power would you change the minds of your people and reveal to each of us any idol that we are creating or that stands lord it is by your blood that we are washed and made clean. I ask, please come now. Hear the cry of my heart. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your mighty name. Amen. I'm very grateful that we can be on YouTube and radio today. I urge you to go back and listen to the broadcast on Monday and Tuesday. I think you'll find them helpful. I also want to thank each of you who has been giving to cover the radio broadcast expense for this month. I can't do it. I simply cry out to God and ask him to cover it because I have no way to do it. You can write to me, Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. That address again, Pastor Ray Greenley. National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. I also want to invite you to go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, nationalprayerchapel.com. You'll find there a link to a a streaming live radio broadcast on the internet of sermons and music. Brother Ed Pugh has established that. He's doing a great job with it. I encourage you to go and check it out. And would you invite a friend to listen to the broadcast? And if you have not yet signed up, subscribe to our channel, our YouTube channel. Would you please do that? It helps us as we then get further range coverage by Google. So please uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Now this has been a a very difficult series 2 minutes because i know it means our our flesh loves certain things i urge you to choose not to receive anything but what god will give you from his hand stop reaching out and creating idols i urge you Put on the mind of Christ and trust Him in every situation you face and know that He will carry you through. These are not light words. He's carried me through very deep and painful waters. He will carry you also. So I would like to also invite you to come on a Sunday morning. If your heart is eager to be in the presence of the Lord, to worship with a few other people. We're not large. We're not formal. But if you'd like to come to a house church, go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. It'll give you directions and phone number. We're located in Woodbridge, Virginia, just off the Prince William County Parkway. My brother and sister, This is so serious, and what's happening in our country. I ask, please pray for America, but especially for the American church and for your own soul and your family. And pray for me. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.